Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, Westmore, Justin Aker here. Got uh, the Wizard back in the studio. He'll be joined by Clint Conk at the bottom of the hour. Speaking of coaches, we'll talk to him about his thoughts on the bowl matchups and kind of put a bow on the regular season for the teams and, of course, the championship weekend as well. Pat Bradley, courtesy River City Flooring at 11 o'clock. We've got the red-white report around that same time. And, uh, do appreciate our sponsors for all that, and excited to be here today. We're going to talk to, I think, all the candidates. At least that's always the goal, and we for sure are going to get the candidate from Georgia, Todd Munkin, who's with us today. And uh, we'll just get right out of the gate with it, Coach. How are you? Fantastic. It's good to In see fact, you. In uh, fact, when you say Clint Conk, I replaced him at Louisiana Tech. How about that? Oh, wow. He left. I think he left for Central Arkansas. He did. Yeah, he was the OC there. Yeah. 2001. He was at Louisiana Tech, and I replaced clint in 2000 that would have been 22 years ago wow did he leave you um troy edwards no troy was a wideout troy had already left yeah but there was some good running backs and then the quarter who's the quarterback that was with him well, tim retay was yeah that's then, it but then tim left and luke mccown was oh, okay very good player that's a nice uh yeah. recovery uh-huh. exactly luke, that's luke awesome was, uh, from my hometown in jacksonville, jacksonville texas, texas. Yep. yeah he was a little younger than me but yeah. we used to pick on him when he was and a then little funny boy. then when we had him also when i was uh when I was coaching in, uh, in Jacksonville, he was one of our backup yeah. quarterbacks. Him and we also had a Josh Scobie, who was our kicker at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. That was from East Texas. Gotcha. Crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So how are you? You feeling good? good. You com- confident? You comfortable? I'm, you seem I'm, very relaxed. This, this is great. This well, is hell, fun. Hell, we've gone 12 or 13 weeks, per- well, actually 13 or 14 weeks preparing for a game. So this is about as relaxed as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Is this coming a good time for the assistants? Because, I mean, end of the season, but then you got, you're recruiting. Okay, so you're in the middle time. of recruiting, but, you know, you couldn't have done it last week because you're going to have a lot of the coaches that you're going to have here in championship week. So the only game this week is Army-Navy. You know, some other teams would be preparing possibly for lower bowl games, but this works out perfect in terms of coaches having the ability, especially the coordinators, because that's usually who ends up here, mm-hmm. the ability to get off the road and, and there's a bunch of award shows that, that go on as the weeks go on for our players and for some of the coaches that need to get to. So You were an assistant before you were a head coach, and now you're an assistant after being a head coach. How much better are you as an assistant coach after being a head coach? You definitely have a different perspective, that's for sure. Um, you know, there's a, there's plenty of times where coaches talking to the staff or the team, and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about when I was a head coach and I was standing in front of them, some of the things I would have said, and I think he does an unbelievable job in front of our team and, staying ahead of things and preparing them each week. And there's sometimes he'll say stuff to the staff that I just giggle inside, like, you know, I mean, that's funny shit. You know, he's he's saying stuff and he's trying to make a point, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and you've had to be there at that moment and you respect that chair. And it's very hard to know unless you've sat in that chair, everything that comes your way. Right. Um, some of it good and some of it bad that you have to deal with, but that's part of it. Right. You know? But, uh De- definitely a different perspective, that's for sure. All right, give me some perspective on being on the run you guys are on. National title last year and on track to win another one with a couple more wins. Well, <clears throat> first off, my whole family's in coaching. I'm 56 years old. I've been doing this for 30-something years, and there's no one that I trust more with a program than Coach Smart. Nobody in my whole life have I ever trusted more that we're going to win and recruit good players. He's incredibly smart. He's demanding. He's energetic. I don't know where he gets it from. Someone maybe ought to drug test him. (laughs) But I'm convinced that we're going to win. And that's why we're successful. 
Now, that doesn't mean of why we're winning at this rate because you have to have really good players to combine with that. Um, and we do. We've recruited really well, and he has, and our guys have bought in. And so I think the combination of really good players and Coach Smart, um, it's hard to really put your finger on it. We do have a really good staff, and he does a great job of, of staying on it each week. And uh, which I think is, is hard because it's hard to stay motivated each week and play at a high level. Mm-hmm. So it's been a crazy ride, really has. It's hard to imagine um, over the last two years, you know, to think about that, you know, 27 and 1. You know, we've lost one game and that was in the SC Championship game, and then we won our last four the year before. So it was about 31 and 1 in our last 32 games. And uh, sometimes you take it for granted. I mean, you just do. That's insane. You, know, you take it. You take it for granted. And sometimes people from the outside have to join your staff and give a little perspective to it. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of, of, of winning at that level. Yeah, it's just what you do. I guess in the middle of it, you probably don't think about it. Uh, Stetson Bennett, congratulations to him. Was named the Burlesworth uh, Award winner last night, and you know they made a movie about Brandon's life, and appropriately so. And frankly, they should probably be thinking about making one for Stetson. It's a hell of a story. And where he's come from and where he is today from walk on to potentially two time national champion. Crazy. You know, he came there as a walk on and left and went to a junior college and as fate would have it, Justin Fields transfers. And the the timing of him transferring and we're not in the era we are now. If we were in the era we're now, there'd have been a bunch of quarterbacks that would have wanted to come, but we weren't in this extensive portal era. So trying to get a quarterback back here that knew the offense, okay, let's bring Stetson back. And I don't think it was a situation like, oh, my God, we got Stetson back. And I don't mean that as a negative. Like, should I play Division 16 football at Knox College? So I, I can speak on anybody's behalf of playing lower-level football. But to come back and then basically for two years, all I tried to do was bury the little bastard, you know, and not play him and all these other four and five stars, you know, and all he did was continue to battle and work and try to prove us wrong and not leave. He wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog, and he's smart, he's accurate, he's athletic, and it's a direct credit to him. I mean, I, as much as people want to say congratulations to me, it's it's all him because we did everything we could to break his confidence and just tell him you're not good enough. And he said, <laughs> that's what he said. Gave it the bird. Made it going. work. Yeah. What do you see him in the future in the NFL? It's hard to say. People ask me that all the time, NFL scouts. I say, I'll tell you this. He's one of those, because once you get to the NFL, uh, after training camp's over in the offseason, like during the season, your backup gets no reps other than scout team. Like your starter gets every rep, every rep. So when someone says, well, they're playing the backup this week because he must have shown a lot in practice. Doing what? Reading a freaking card? No, (laughs) they're just tired of the starter. So you have to have a guy. That's why all these Chase Daniels of the world and the Jim Sorgies, they stay around because – they can function without reps. They, they've been through enough systems. They know curl flat, four verts. They know concepts, right, protections. He's got that in him. He is really intelligent. You can be quarterback controlled. He can get you in and out of protections. He can get you into run game. He's elite in that regard. Now, stature, I don't know the game's changed a little bit. You know, we're smaller quarterbacks are having some success. Um, but he is athletic. He can make plays doesn't have to get a ton of reps so it'll be interesting to see he will certainly get an opportunity 
How much have you had uh, time to scout your first opponent here in the playoffs? I haven't yet. So Have you watched um, any of Ohio State at all? Other year? than if I saw some TV, but even yeah. then you're really not watching. So when I get back tonight, I'll make sure that I have some film downloaded to start because I'll be back on the road for three days. So I'll make sure I have some of their games, you know, pulled up. We went right from Saturday playing, Sunday team meeting, going over it, to getting on a on a plane yesterday or two days ago uh, when I was out recruiting and then uh, and then getting in here yesterday. So um, I'll get a chance to watch them here coming up. Cliche question, but I don't know how else to phrase it. Um, where do you put Brock Bowers in the pantheon of tight ends or offensive players you coached? Yeah, you know, Brock is an interesting um, – story you know we lucked out because of covid you know they we were one of his last visits he went around seeing places and then covid hit you're like wasn't this awesome like one of the last places he saw was us like if you didn't get a player there before covid you were kind of pissed like you missed on an opportunity and so we got him there and we kept recruiting him now what i will say is when it's gonna be a little longer story when he showed up on campus interestingly enough the first time i saw brock bowers we're in the stadium old school running the long walking the short right running the long end walk run so we're doing it by position group and i would have never been able to do this he's with the tight ends and he's 10 yards in front of every guy and then he's 10 yards in front of him. like at that age most guys just run with the pack there's no way they're going to run out front of her there's no way they're going to put themselves out there but that's all he knows and it's not phony so the guys didn't look at it that way and it energized everybody. He only knows one speed. He's like a lab you're playing ball with. That that lab will run around and play ball and his tongue will be out until you're done. He only knows one speed. What he is, though, is he's more of an H-back run with the ball. Like people say, well, is he like an Ertz or a Kittle? No, because his background is an air raid Y. So he's, he's developing his route running. But what he does have is ball skills and run after catch. He's more like a running back, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm where most guys now are smaller wideouts that get bigger or air raid-wise, he was more of a fullback, running back, power guy, has better ball skills than we thought. Hmm. But all he knows is how to work. That's, that's just it. Great kid. I, I love that. We're talking to Todd Munkin, if you're just tuning in the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Obviously, they're playing in the playoff, Ohio State, in the first round. Did you have a preference, or did you have any anticipation on how the, the seeds would fall? Well, you're watching as the games go on usc the night before right and then you're kind of trying to figure it out but at some point you're going to play probably everybody and um you know i think the committee has a really tough job when you're talking about four and some people in the some people in their conference championships some others so it is what it is i i really hadn't watched them enough to say oh yeah well i think because everybody's gonna have their opinion right of who thinks i mean you could argue Alabama's every bit as talented as us. Well, they didn't get in. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I mean, you, your record still has to dictate you getting in. I mean, right. that's you got to reward teams for their season. So, uh, you know, um, Ohio State's a really good team. When you only lose once, and it's to the team that's right behind us, mm-hmm. we played them last year, that's a really good football team. Was there any point in the game with Arkansas last year that you felt bad for Arkansas? Well, first of all, so before the game, it's funny you're bringing that up. So we watch Arkansas on defense, and they play A&M in Texas. And both of those teams decide still with the 3-3-5, they're just going to throw it, stay spread, you know, just, and they got their absolute knocked in the dirt. (laughs) And we were capable of saying, listen, this is a game of run the ball and be patient. And we're really good on defense and we're at home. So things just went our way to start. Mm -hmm. We score, 
running the football. Arkansas goes three and out. Of course, we get it backed up. The crowd noise. We score again. Three and out. Block the punt. Twenty-one nothing. It's over. Yeah. Like it's at that point, you're on the road. Generational defense. So we ran it like fifty times. You know, we took the ball out of Stetson's hand. He tried a couple times to throw a pick and screw it up. <laughs> but reality was, we we were in a position to be able to do that mm-hmm. and shrink the game and continue to just because of what we were on defense. Yeah. And so, but. I don't feel bad for it because what a great year for Arkansas, and we were just better. Yeah. Like I don't know what to say. Like sometimes you're just better. Yeah, you were like, way better. I'm normally I'm just know. I'm just joking, but I mean, yeah, it was such a. I that's the only time I've seen under Sam Pittman a team get overwhelmed quite like that. And that stadium, obviously, in that environment was pretty special even for an early start. Where do you where, is that the best environment you've coached in? Not hard that to game because I'm in the Georgia. box. I'm yeah. in the box, so it's hard to really tell yeah. at times. They said this year Tennessee was big. Big games, right, whenever sure. it's a big game. Uh, I'm sure that year when Texas came here, like, wow, playing Texas. It was like an old mm-hmm. Southwest Conference deal, you know. And um, so, but our fans, like, when a team comes in ranked like Arkansas was and had beaten A&M in Texas, no matter how Texas finished up, we didn't know at the time they were going to be average as hell. And A&M, whatever, it was just – your fans, and we understood it, like, okay, that's a really good football team, you know, so we're going to have to play our best. And your fans recognize that. They, they recognize who your opponent's going to be, right? Do you want to be a head coach again? Um, I, I get asked, you know, I never know what I want next. I know it sounds really silly because I've been a head coach and I'll be 57 in February, and the right scenario I think works. Where we're headed with Portland NIL makes that difficult to get wrap your arms around because you ultimately want to have a good team and a chance to win, and yet you, you didn't get into this to try and raise money uh, to pay players, um, and that's the world we're kind of living in a little bit. Um, and yet there's certain things about the NFL that I've liked to be in there in the last 15 years. So I'm very fortunate where I'm at. I have a really good job where I'm at, and I'm appreciative of that. And I never lose sight of that. At a place like Georgia, if you don't do a good job, they can afford to fire you. Like I, I don't take that lightly. Like that, that if you're not elite, they need to find someone elite. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like when you're at a place that that should be elite, just like Kirby. If we don't win, they're going to fire Kirby. If I'm not, if I'm not doing everything I can to score points, then they can find somebody else because they can. Mm-hmm. And. And when you're at those type of places, you have to respect the job you have. And yet, every year changes. You know, they may decide they don't want my rear end. You know, so well, we don't always decide that. You do the best you can the moment you're there, and then you see what's out there as what's next yeah. for for each side. Talking to Todd Munger, if you're just tuning in, OC at Georgia. You, t- you mentioned your family. C- give me kind of the idea. Your dad, like who who all were? All right, where's so the coaches in the family? I grew up in Wheaton, Illinois. And my dad and his four brothers were all high school coaches in the state of Illinois at one time. Wow. They're all in the Illinois Coaches Hall of Fame. So there's five of them. I have two cousins that are coaching high school. My two brothers are high school coaches. My cousin is head coach at Army. So just kind of as we all grow up, we only know what we're around, what we see, right? Um, Our likes, dislikes, our belief system, and that's what we grew up around. And so – probably a blessing in a lot of ways to be around education athletics you know your your heroes your dad's players um so very lucky that way that's amazing that's a pretty wild story mm-hmm. do your brothers that coach high school they have any interest in college coaching at some point well my younger brother started off at um he ga at kent state 
and then went on to like St. Norbert's as defensive coordinator in Division Three. But okay. what you find out as you get older, like you're making your age. Like, okay, you're getting married. Like, you're making phone calls at night. Like, and I can go to this high school and make fifty thousand or say whatever. You know, you change your goals. You know, so sometimes your path doesn't allow you. I've been really lucky. You know, my path took me to where I had other opportunities. And I've seen lots of the guys that are all here, high school coaches, that are every bit as good a coach as I am. And great coaching is great coaching. I've been in the NFL where I thought that guy's not as good as the guy at damn Little Rock High. I mean, I'm just serious. Like, it's it's not. Now, there's more more quality as you get higher. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist because you get to do football all day. But... The reality is good coaching is good coaching, and I've just been lucky enough to be around a lot of really good coaches, a lot of really good players that have made me look good and made it for my deficiencies. Your, uh, your cousin, you said, right, at Army? Yes. Okay. Those two, I'd say Army and Navy both have been, it's been good years for those two programs. Yeah. It's be a good know, game. You know. Um, it's always a big game, but it'll be a good game, I think. You know, what's interesting is uh, that they get to play by themselves as a showcase game. I think it's one of the coolest things. Yeah that we still have in our, our profession. Have you been? I've never been. It's on my bucket list chance, for sure. You know? I'd love to go. And um, You're too busy winning football and games. And it means so ready. much to, to both of them. You talk about rivals, you know. But unlike, how do I say this? Like, if you took, like, Auburn, Alabama and their fan base, like, maybe you'd say that's a heated rivalry. Maybe there's more hate and disdain. We're one of the most respected rivalries. Mm-hmm which is Army-Navy, which is, I wouldn't say animosity. I wouldn't say hate. I would just say respect Yeah. and for the service and what they do for our country. Is there anybody you like to beat more than another? Is there a team that you look forward to having a chance to knock off, or have you not gotten there? I know you want to win Over all. the years, yeah. there's been, um, I would say this, that more times than not, the teams that you want to knock off are when you're considered maybe their little brother. Like when I was at Oklahoma State and you're in the Sooner State mm-hmm. and you've played like a hundred and some years and you consider that your rival, but they consider Texas. Does that make sense? 100%. So like you have to listen to it on the radio all the time. You cover it. Be like if Central Arkansas was Division One and everything was 90% of the air raves was Arkansas, which it would be, right? It's the flagship school. Well, then all of a sudden it's like, or like Arkansas State would be now. Right. Holy cow. If you were in the same league or the same classification. So I think those games are when it, becomes like when do we flip it when do we get tired of listening to the same story does that make sense like you're in there and you're trying to be relevant maybe michigan state michigan you know it's it's some of those were auburn alabama now whatever that is of but auburn's had probably more success against alabama than oklahoma state has against oklahoma if that makes sense here so those are games where you're like all right you're you're probably a little bit well, more ramped up. Until you guys start playing the Falcons, I guess it's not going to be an issue for you. <laughs> uh, Coach Cox in the studio. I was going to let him say hey before we let you go, but uh, I know you, you probably got to get in here and get your picture taken. But, Coach, you want to say hello? Hey, Todd. Hi, Clint. Congratulations on all your successes, man. I appreciate it. Same to you. Hey, I, I, uh, that chair at uh, in Ruston worked out pretty well for you. It sure did. I'm glad you laughed. <laughs> I was out of a job. Oh. Shit, I, was looking, I was looking at Illinois State or – Wayne State in Detroit is the head coach, which was an absolute shit show of a job, and that's where I'd ended up. So thank God you left. Well, uh, I, I was blessed to have the opportunity to come here to, to Central Arkansas and coach the Bears for a long time. and then, uh, But I followed your career, and uh, just congratulations uh, to all your successes, man. I, I appreciate I've, uh, it, Clint. I've, uh, I've watched from afar, but uh, 
Uh, very, uh, very impressed. Appreciate it. And good luck. Coach, we'll love. Uh, good we'll luck against Ohio after- State, too. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll be back with you after the break. Coach, it was great meeting you. Thanks you for the bet. time. Really appreciate it. That you was bet, fun. guys. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Yep. Todd Munkin over at uh, Georgia. And uh, certainly wish him the best of luck today. you got to pull a double now that Stetson won last night. So. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. You got the Heisman. That's right. Wow. Forgot he was named as a finalist. That's, that's exactly cool. right. 